are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Monday, February 7th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you like what you're listening to today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well. It'll help me out tremendously. It only takes a quick click of a button. And best of all, it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. It's all absolutely for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. All right, good afternoon, everyone. And as always, Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks and for making the show your first listen here to start off your week. Hope you all enjoyed your weekends. Hope all the listeners out there had a good weekend. Uh, The NHL All-Star Game and all the festivities, of course, took place over this weekend as well with Alex DeBrinkett being the lone Blackhawks representative. But I thought he had a pretty good showing and represented the Blackhawks well as Breakaway Challenge where... He was dressed up as uh, Allen from The Hangover. That was absolutely classic. And then pulled off a nice move with the football, caught it from Derek Carr, and then goes forehand, backhand. I thought, you know, he should have gotten a little bit more respect for that, but it is what it is. Followed that up, though, with a nice three-point effort, two goals and one assist uh, in the first of his two games that he played in uh, on Saturday. So pretty good showing from the Cat in the All-Star Weekend, his first uh, in the NHL. Um, But on the show here today, folks, I'll be going over all the latest news from the Blackhawks general manager search from over the weekend. I'll also get into the report that came out late last night from ESPN that longtime Rockford IceHogs trainer DJ Jones was fired back in November by the Blackhawks after allegations of sexual harassment. And then to wrap things up, per usual, to kick off the week, will be our Mailbag Monday fan segment, where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on Lockdown Blackhawks. But before I get into all the good stuff today, folks, I gotta remind you all that the episode is sponsored by Bet Online, which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports in Vegas casino games here in 2022. Bet Online, where the game begins. All right, getting into some of the latest details that we've heard from over the weekend about the Blackhawks' ongoing general manager search. For those of you that tuned into the episode on Friday, first off, thank you for all the support. I greatly appreciate it. Um, But in that episode, I broke down at the time the four candidates that were rumored to be getting interviews for the vacant general manager job. Those four names were Kyle Davidson, of course, current interim general general manager for the Blackhawks. Eric Tolsky was another. He's currently the assistant GM with the Carolina Hurricanes. Then Peter Chiarelli, who is currently working in the hockey ops department with the St. Louis Blues and is the former GM of the Edmonton Oilers and Boston Bruins is also in the mix. And then Scott Mellenby was the fourth name we heard uh, who had been 
an assistant general manager for the Montreal Canadiens for a handful of years before resigning from the position a few months ago. Those were the four names we heard in the running for the general manager spot at the end of last week. And now, folks, all four have officially gone through the interview process with the Blackhawks. Kyle Davidson went first back on Thursday. Eric Tolsky was then interviewed on Friday, and then both Mellonby and Shirelli got their interviews over the weekend. And something I also mentioned on Friday's episode is that the Blackhawks are expected to only conduct five or six interviews total. So now that we're already aware of four of those, we have a pretty good idea of the majority of the candidates for the Blackhawks at this point. One other candidate who has emerged in the last 24 hours, though, making this the fifth name now thrown into the group is none other than Jeff Greenberg, who some of you may know is currently the GM of the Chicago Cubs, assistant GM of the Chicago Cubs, excuse me. And Elliot Friedman made this announcement on his 32 Thoughts podcast this morning, saying that Greenberg is being strongly considered by the Blackhawks for an executive role. And we've heard reports in the past that the Blackhawks, they're not going to be afraid to look at outside candidates and outside-the-box type hires. They're not going to shy away from that. And here we are with a big one in Jeff Greenberg, who doesn't have any experience with professional hockey, but has been around professional sports for most of his life. His father, Chuck, also apparently was a longtime friend of NHL legend Mario Lemieux. So I think that's kind of the hockey ties there for Greenberg. And his dad apparently was always interested in owning an NHL team or having some sort of ties with an NHL franchise. Now, we haven't seen Greenberg go that route up until now, but I think that's kind of where, uh, if I had to guess, the, the love for hockey or interest in hockey stems from for Jeff. Um, so that that was definitely interesting to, to hear about. Um, and also, one thing I wanted to mention, too, is that we've heard, and, and not even through the last couple of months, but there have been ties between the Chicago Cubs and the Chicago Blackhawks for the last decade or so, really, you know, from John McDonough being involved involved with both franchises to Jamie Faulkner. Her husband currently works in the sales department for the Chicago Cubs. There's also Jed Hoyer, we've heard, has been helping out the Blackhawks during this entire general manager search as well. So that there are a lot of connections between these two teams. My only concern about hearing Greenberg is in the running is that He doesn't know anything about being an executive in hockey. None. No experience. And sure, he's well-respected in the baseball world and has been an executive, someone who's worked his way up the ladder to get to where he is now. But this is just a completely different game. And I just worry that the lack of experience here in hockey, is, is that really what the Blackhawks need out of their general manager right now in such a crucial spot to bring in someone who, sure, a good executive knows the business side of things, but doesn't really know the game of hockey. And from what we've heard, this general manager position for the Blackhawks is going to be in complete control of everything. So that's kind of 
my concern about Greenberg being in the mix here. I just feel like it's a, a little bit far-fetched. I don't mind, you know, the interview and the outside-the-box stuff and being interested. But in terms of being an actual fit for the job, I just worry that the lack of experience isn't what you want to be leading this team in the future. But apparently, Greenberg could be in the running. Who knows? The Blackhawks apparently have interest for him in an executive role, so it might not be at the general manager spot. It could be something different. Um, But add another name to the list here. If this winds up being true, if Elliot Friedman, what he's saying is correct, which it usually is, that would now bring the Blackhawks up to five candidates at the moment for their new GM. And based on what I said earlier and on Friday's episode, there could only be five or six total interviews going on. So this could bring the Blackhawks to the maximum amount of interviews that they conduct for the GM job. All right, there is the latest updates on the Blackhawks' current GM search. Coming up in just a moment, I am going to get into the report that came out from ESPN last night that longtime Rockford Ice Hogs trainer DJ Jones was fired back in November after being accused of sexual harassment. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bet Online. There may be less football being played now, but Bet Online still has way more odds and info for this playoff season with Super Bowl Sunday on the horizon. From game scores, totals, player performance props, to where the next head coach is going to land, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all NFL betting here in 2022. And from basketball to the NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and Vegas casino games. Bet online, where the game begins. All right, we're back here on Lockdown Blackhawks. Moving on into segment two today. Another sensitive topic, by the way, folks. The Blackhawks continue to be in the news for all the wrong reasons. So a quick trigger warning to all those listening right now because I'm about to get into the report that came out last night from ESPN on the Blackhawks firing longtime athletic trainer for the Rockford Icehawks, DJ Jones, back in November after he was accused of sexual harassment stemming from an incident way back in 2014, but the organization apparently learned about it for the first time on October 27th, which so happened to be the day after the Block and Jenner investigation findings were released to the public. I don't know if that just so happened to be a coincidence or not, but the report states and from the Blackhawks statement that they made themselves, which I'll get into in just a moment. Um, Both those state that the team was made aware about this on October 27th of 2021. Um, But this incident that Jones was involved with also apparently involved a member of the Ice Hogs ice crew, according to Emily Kaplan and Jesse Rogers of ESPN, who were the ones to break this news, by the way. Um, But for Jones, he had been with the Ice Hogs, since way back in 2006, even before they were affiliated with the Blackhawks organization, 
um, up until his dismissal in November. So a longtime member of the organization, well over a decade. Uh, don't really have any more details about the incident or exactly what happened. Um, but apparently, after becoming aware of this matter, the Blackhawks conducted an investigation. And after only a couple of days, they came to the decision to fire DJ Jones because of this incident. And if they did actually become aware of this for the first time back in October, if that's true, again, I, I really hope it is. But at the same time, who knows with this organization right now? But if that actually is the truth, then it's the really the first kind of progress we've seen out of the team in these type of matters. Obviously, with Jones remaining around for so long after the incident took place, not sure how many people were aware about this. It's obviously not a great look for the Blackhawks. Again, keep digging bigger and bigger ditches. Um, but if that is actually the truth, if they found out about this on October 27th, and then after conducting an interview there for a couple of days, came to the decision, it's the first time we have seen the team handle a matter like this with some dignity. And I think it's important to know that people like Danny Wirtz and Jamie Faulkner, we know, we know we can't count on Rocky at this point, but it's they've said all the right things, Danny and Jamie, and I think this is a big decision, a big decision to kind of gauge some real progress that's being made. I know it's not a great look still after another report of sexual harassment came out involved in the organization. But the Blackhawks actually actually made a right move by firing DJ Jones. We don't have all the details, but after their investigation by clearing him out, it seems like that was definitely the right call. And again, first time we've seen the Blackhawks handle a matter like this with some dignity. The Blackhawks also released a statement last night saying, and I quote, Recently, when allegations of sexual harassment in 2014 made by DJ Jones, the head athletic trainer for the Rockford Icehogs, were reported to the Blackhawks on October 27, 2021, we adhered to our new protocols and procedures, suspended Mr. Jones, conducted an in-depth investigation over the next five days, and following the conclusive results, terminated Mr. Jones on November 3rd, 2021. Close quote. I feel like we're definitely going to be hearing more news on this situation going forward, and I'll be sure to keep all of you up to date on the show with the when those details do come out. Um, another stain on the Blackhawks organization, but um, again, it appears for the first time the Blackhawks actually handle a situation like this with some decency by letting DJ Jones go following that investigation. Unfortunately. That decision by the Blackhawks only came about 11 years too late. 
All right, there are some thoughts on ESPN's report of athletic trainer DJ Jones being fired by the Blackhawks back in November. Coming up in just a minute, it's time for our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment, where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners live on the show. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bilt Bar, which is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or even eating healthier, then make sure to include Built Bar in your plan because right now, you can get the best of both worlds with Built Bar. Delicious and healthy. In so many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing. Are you going to go with raspberry or coconut almond? Mint brownie or double chocolate? Cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie? These are real protein bar flavors, folks. And either way that you choose, Built Bar is going to make it easier to stick to your resolution because they taste so good, you'll actually want to eat them. Unlike some other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or even just taste like a chemical spill. And even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is also good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And for a limited time offer, go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com with the exclusive promo code LOCKED15. That's one word, LOCKED in all caps, followed by the number 15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. Welcome back to Lockdown Blackhawks. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Moving on into segment three now. To start off our week, per usual, to wrap things up is our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment, where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on Lockdown Blackhawks. The first question I wanted to answer today comes from at Sir Futricat. Sir Futricat. I don't know. I can't pronounce that one. Uh, sorry for butchering that name, but. Anyways, the question that they asked me was, do you think the Hawks will try to tank next year with such a loaded draft? That just is so far down the road, it feels like. The Blackhawks have so many crucial decisions to make in the next couple of months, and really, we have no idea what the team is going to look like on the ice next year, and whether they're going to be competitive or not. It's really a toss-up, because heading into this year on paper, majority of not only Blackhawks fans, but people around the league expected this team to be competitive and to be right there fighting for a playoff spot, but obviously that hasn't gone as planned, so it's just hard to project that far down the road, but I also don't think tanking is ever something you strive to go for, because you never know how the draft lottery is going to go. There's no such thing as a guarantee. Ask the Detroit Red Wings, right? Worst team ever. They get the fifth overall pick. That's just how things go sometimes. So, with the lottery, I don't ever think it's a good idea. And tanking in the NHL, I mean, I just don't ever see that being a good idea. And I don't think, with the Blackhawks being an original six franchise, it's a prideful organization. I know it's hard to say that right now, but I just don't see them ever folding on a season to get a better draft pick. And I know they need that. They need good draft picks, but I think. You can't be folding a season before, you know, you even know what you have, right? It's so hard to say, oh, oh, we're going to tank in two years to get a good draft pick. Well, we have no idea how this team is going to look on the ice. Who's still going to be here? There's so many moving pieces. 
so many variables, so many things that could happen. Patrick Kane's situation, Jonathan Taze's situation, Alex Dabrinkit needs a new contract going forward. Who's going to be the goalie of this team? Is the defense going to get any better? There's so many things that need to be figured out before we even know what we have on the ice in 2023. So I, I don't expect a tank to happen. Really just don't see that being the path the Blackhawks are going to choose, even though they do really need high-end prospects. I just don't see them planning on going that route heading into the year. Maybe in the second half, if things aren't going well, just like we've seen the past few years, they'll let the prospects play, get some more experience, and that'll probably lead to getting a good draft pick anyway. But, you know, let's not start counting our eggs before they've even hatched here. You know, let, let, let's let things peace out and then we'll figure out how the Blackhawks are going to go going forward. But I don't see them ever full-on tanking heading into, heading into a season. The second question I wanted to answer today comes from at Lucas Reichel season on Twitter, longtime listener, longtime supporter on Twitter. I appreciate it greatly. Lucas Reichel season asked me, do you think Johnson plays again this year? I'm assuming this question is talking about Tyler Johnson. And I know if things aren't, if the Blackhawks aren't in a good spot when Johnson is expected to be back, which is sometime in March. There are some thoughts, and they make sense, of maybe sitting Johnson. Why bring him back and risking further injury when it's pointless hockey? But I guarantee you Tyler Johnson is not going to accept that. He wants to get back on the ice as soon as possible. These guys are all competitors. I really do, regardless of the Blackhawks' state and where they are in the standings and what's going on, I do expect Tyler Johnson to be back joining this team, and I think they could really use him because down the middle, it has been a struggle for the Blackhawks this season. Dylan Strome has finally been the first one to put up consistent offensive numbers on that top line with Patrick Kane. Before that, I mean, Kirby Dock wasn't getting it done there. Jonathan Taze wasn't getting it done there. Henrik Borgstrom even got some chances, um, and, and also because of Johnson being one of the few right-handed shots that we have in the lineup with some actual offensive game. Even Ryan Carpenter was getting looks on the power play unit. So I feel like Johnson's absence has definitely hindered this offense a little bit. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to come back and uh, we'll be able to help this team out a little bit offensively and showcase his skill set because I do believe Tyler Johnson is one of those pieces. He can do a little bit of everything, and that's kind of the game the Blackhawks need, right? They, they need speed. They need size. They need offensive game. They need tenacity, willingness to, to grind. And Johnson kind of provides all of that. He's, he's a good glue guy for the lineup. So uh, I do expect Johnson to return to lineup whenever he gets healthy again. We heard a report a couple of weeks ago, I believe now, uh, from Derek King stating that he won't be back until March is the expected timeline. But um, I do expect Johnson to suit up for the Blackhawks this season when he is fully healthy. The third and final question I wanted to answer today comes from at Aveline Joe Hall on Twitter, who asked, what happened after the Blackhawks went on a winning streak there for a week? Honestly, this whole Blackhawks season, and, and I was going to say in particular under Derek King, but even under Jeremy Colleton too, this whole season has been about streaks. Something really that I, I've begun to realize of things have kind of gone on the last couple of months, but to start out the year, of course, the Blackhawks start out 1-9-2, lose 11 of their first 12, 
Jeremy Colleton gets fired. Derek King comes in. And then the Blackhawks rattle off uh, four victories in a row there to start off his tenure. They alternate wins and losses for a month from mid-November to mid-December. They alternate wins and losses. And then, right before the Christmas COVID pause, uh, and even after that, the Blackhawks go on a six-game losing streak. They respond to that with a four-game winning streak. And then they lose six of their next seven after that. Seven of their next eight, excuse me. So this whole season has basically been streaks. Whether winning or losing, the Blackhawks are a streaky team. For whatever reason, that's just how it seemed to go. Um, when, when it's starting to tumble, it picks up in a hurry in both directions. I don't know what that tells you about the Blackhawks. I guess it tells you that their consistency, I've talked about it on the show a million times, the consistency just hasn't been there. Um, But when they play to a high level, they've proved that they can hang in there with anybody. We saw that against Colorado. They had a couple of close games there. Um, Even against Vegas early on in January, they were able to go into that building and win on Saturday night. Um, They beat another playoff team in the Anaheim Ducks. They've had one good fight against the Minnesota Wild. So when they play to that level, they can hang in there with anybody. But when they don't, they can also lose to anybody. We've seen losses to Arizona. We've seen losses to Seattle. Vancouver dominated us. I mean, the lack of consistency from this team is really the key issue that's plagued them all season long, right? So. What happened after the Blackhawks went on a winning streak for a week? They did the same thing they've done all year and followed that up with a huge handful of losses. That's just how the Blackhawks have been all season long. It's been extremely frustrating. Hopefully, they'll be able to change that in the second half, but um, based on the way we've seen things go so far, I wouldn't be surprised in the least to see this roller coaster ride of a season continue on before it's all said and done in April. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Monday, February 7th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out the Locked On Bets podcast which is hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and even Lee Sterling's lock of the day by just simply following the Locked On Bets podcast. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to check out Locked On Bets right now wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me out on Twitter and my personal account at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the Blackhawks or to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on any one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.